What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels podcast, a fly by the seat of our pants edition of the show. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Man, it is uh, it is it is ominous out here. It is. Um, Terrence is not here. He la- he had to leave his his laptop, which is a recording device, at work because he uses work laptop. So, and then Micah lives in the only place in Silver Spring, Maryland that I can fathom, where as soon as a drop of rain touches down near a transformer or like a Comcast box, the, his cable goes out. Yes. So it's there's already, a. It's already <laughs> gone out once. Right. So there is a chance at some point. Mike is going to drop out and, and may not come back. So if that happens, you're going to get the you're going to get the 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 Brad show. <laughs> That'll be exciting. So uh, let's get right into it. Let's not tempt fate any further than we have to. Um, did you play anything new? I've barely touched Destiny. Um, I've only dabbled in Warmind, and I've been playing more Donkey Kong and and actually getting back to God of War. But nothing nothing that's brand new except for Destiny, which I haven't barely gotten to play. Yeah, I, I only played uh, three missions in Destiny. For some strange reason, I just don't really feel like playing it right now. Oh, I feel like playing. I just have had the time. So, yeah, for some reason, I just I I I, I don't I don't know. Uh, but I have played a little bit of it. Um, the new Mars is uh, is better than Mercury. Well, um, I mean, it'd be difficult to <laughs> to not be right. Um, I'm about halfway. Warmind is only five missions, apparently, so it'll take you maybe an hour. Um, there's a new, uh, there's a new weapon. Like, I like, uh, I, I've, I've used the javelin. That's very yeah, cool. Yeah, you know what? That's pretty satisfying. Yeah, it's pretty I, awesome. <laughs> I, I like using that thing. I like using that thing. Um, and, and like, and, and like using a new weapon is a lot of the tuned up, uh, exotics that they've, that they have in this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I used the graviton lance for a bit, and uh, it's it's fun. It's oh, fun. It's, it's it's really fucking good. Yeah, yeah. It's like, really fucking, fucking good. Let me tell you, son. If you uh, if you have a problem with uh, people team killing in the crucible, and you're worried about like people three and four stacking on you, get good with the graviton lance because uh, <laughs> one headshot can take out three to four people if uh, <laughs> if people like to bunch up with one another. I've seen it happen. So it's uh. Very satisfying, the Graviton Lances. I haven't gotten to use too much else besides that, but uh, so far that's been a lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to play hopefully more on that this week. It's It's been a busy couple weeks for me, so. And it's going to continue because uh got a lot of shit going on. So, um, real quick, make sure if you are not subscribed to us on YouTube, go to youtube.com slash densepixels. Subscribe to that channel while you're there. We upload this show every week in video format. We also do some other stuff. Um, if I ever get God of War done... We're gonna have a God of War uh, spoiler talk. I feel like I'm on the way now. I feel I I put in some significant time in the ah, God good. of War last week. What uh, what part are you at? I just got done all of the nonsense that goes on in Alfheim, which okay. is the which is the elf realm with the, all the dark elves and shit. Okay, you're making progress. Yeah, that boss fight, by the way, was a pain in my ass. <laughs> I will tell you. Fucking hit me with shit and the lights go out. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Bitch. Um, and again, uh, TNP Studios, uh, densepixels.com. Oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. I did, I did make it partially up the mountain as well. Um, I didn't just stop there. I, I pressed onward. Ah, okay. So, so I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I, I think, I feel like I'm getting there. I feel like I'm 
moving along. I'm sure there's plenty that is in front oh, of Oh, yeah. You're nowhere near done. Right. Okay, <laughs> great. Um, and then uh, if you've not subscribed to our premium channel, you guys really should do that. It's uh, densepixels.com slash premium. It's just $5 a month, $50 for the entire year. Look, it's, there's, over, there's over 300 hours of content right now. But the premium content that comes out is some of the best content that's on the network. I'm not going to lie to you. So you, li- you listen to the free version, look forward. You listen to the first hour of that podcast. Let me tell you something. Hour two is like going behind the black curtain at the video store back in the day. Yeah. That's when shit gets real. Yeah. In hour two. Yeah. You want to hear? Um, you want to hear a a thirty eight year old black man from Baltimore <laughs> give his impression of a of a Slovenian first lady or wherever the hell she's from? Lady, 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 lady of first, lady of lady of first. Yes, <laughs> Liv- I mean, living God in the, ho- the House of Whites. <laughs> it's yeah, good shit. It. It's he good shit. It. And besides, besides, look forward. You also have the Men of the Golden Tongues. Uh, me and Mike are recording another episode this weekend. We're record. We're talking about the officially unofficial Bond film, Never Say Never Again, starring a really aged Sean Connery, complete with really poor toupee, and uh, and Kim Basinger before she was famous. Yeah, weirdly enough, um, you got no time to bleed. You guys just did Predator Two. That was a very fun episode where Terrence asked the question: Is Danny Glover actually a good actor? And it's a fair uh, fair statement and a good discussion that comes from that. Plus, you also get the Aryan Grievances starring Jay and Micah as they progress through season four of Seinfeld. And, and look, once we get to season five, shit really starts to... I think we are in season five, getting ready to go into season six. Well, the, clo- the closer you get to like the last three seasons, the better, because that's where all the fucking... In, in my mind, that's where most of like the landmark episodes are, because shit just gets crazy. <laughs> in those Kenny Rogers episode was on the other day. It's one of my favorites. So, <laughs> fucking love that shit. And then, uh, and then of course, no matter what podcast app you use, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or whatever, uh, you can subscribe to us there. Make sure you subscribe to us. Find the other TNP shows, The Nerd Apocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, Tabletop for Two. Subscribe to all those podcasts as well. Uh, it's free. We deliver the episodes while you sleep. In the middle of the night, like like some sort of podcast ninja that comes up and it's ready for you. If you, if you set your podcast app to download automatically, it's ready for your morning commute. What could be better than that? Nothing. I contend. So that's our housekeeping. Um, the new releases. The Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition comes out for the Nintendo Switch this Friday. This marks the second Warriors spinoff game to make its way to the Switch because they had Fire Emblem Warriors as well. Oh, really? Why do they continue making Dynasty Warriors spinoffs in, in the Nintendo universe is my question. Uh, because people like the, the mindless button pressing, pressing of, of a um, Warriors game. And uh, people like Nintendo, you know, all Nintendo fans will buy anything with Nintendo on it. I feel like Tecmo Koei doesn't get enough shit. Yeah, yeah, they're quietly making the same game over and over and over again. And look, we 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 uh, we give it the Call of Duty every year, like an EA. Yeah, and EA, like we got to pass it around, man. Right, like you said, just just because they're Japanese, you, you lay off. Is that what's I'm going right. on? Yeah. If we'd have laid off in WW2, we'd all be speaking Germanese right now. (laughs) 
So yeah, Hyrule Warriors, for some reason, you're really craving playing that again um, on the third console that it's been available for. Then, yeah, that's coming out on the Switch. Uh, State of Decay 2 comes out. The Ultimate Edition releases this Friday. Uh, the regular edition will be out next week. Uh, Terrence will be playing that at some point, I know. Of course, if you have Xbox Games Pass, it's included with that for some fucking stupid reason because Microsoft <laughs> doesn't like money. I guess they do like money because if people subscribe to the service, they uh, they get that. But yeah, so there you go. State of Decay 2. Uh, Dragon's Crown Pro as I make Play-Doh snakes with my hands for those of you not watching the video version coming out on the PlayStation 4. I'm very excited. I uh, Yeah, it's on my machine waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Um, I hope you can import your save file without having to have access to a PlayStation 3. I think you can because I, when I, when I checked it to make sure it was downloaded this morning, I saw that I had 23% of the trophies unlocked. Nice. <laughs> like, wait, what? Nice. Very good. So, uh, so yeah, looking for that. Uh, if you never played Dragon's Crown Pro, if you wanted, if you ever wanted an RPG combined with a side-scrolling beat 'em up, then it's Nirvana. Fantastic game. Not one that I ever thought I would like, but it's. It, I loved it quite a bit on the PS3, and now it's coming to PS4 with a uh, 4K HDR graphics. Looking very forward to that. And then uh, the Hitman Definitive Edition coming to the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Uh, this is a re-release of Hitman Season 1 for some reason, I guess, because a new publisher picked it up and they wanted to farm it out for whatever money they could. But that's coming out as well. Uh, digitally, there's two games that caught my eye. One is Monster Slayers on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, a deck-building role-playing game. Uh, our buddy Justin may be keen to check that out. I know he's a, he's a fan of the deck-building games. He loved the Hand of Fate. So, uh, And then Wizard of Legend. Describes itself as a fast-paced dungeon crawl with dynamic, magical combat coming to the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. And finally, uh, some release date and new game announcements. The NES Classic is expected to be back on store shelves beginning on June 29th. And Nintendo says that they will last until the end of the year. Just a reminder, to $60. It comes preloaded with 30 NES titles and comes with two controllers. Uh, so if you are wanting to get an NES classic, uh, better act while they are on store shelves starting in June. And then uh, perhaps unsurprisingly, look, I didn't put the um, I didn't put the Canadian Walmart E3 leak on the docket because while some of those titles that they put on there might uh, might be a result of, you know, in like retailer knowledge that retailers have well before the rest of us do a lot of them are just speculative um it's really kind of hard to parcel out which is which but i guess since they spilled the beans on rage 2 bethesda dropped a teaser trailer for rage 2 today formally announcing the game i'm sure there will be more on it at the e3 showcase the only thing that was notable to me micah is that they seem to be going for a very uh, tongue-in-cheek vibe for this one that did not exist in the first game yeah i wasn't a uh i didn't really play the first game i don't think uh it took me a minute to remember what this game was but um as soon as i saw the uh you know post-apocalyptic mad max-esque you know feel i was like oh yeah i remember this game because i don't like those i don't like that setting and uh when i watched the trailer and saw like it it looked like everyone in this Mad Max universe just ran through a color run. <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay. Um, whatever. <laughs> I, I, you know. I didn't even I, play I, the first I'd one, be, honestly. Yeah, it didn't, it, it just didn't do anything for me. 
I'll have to see gameplay. Um, if it, I mean, the first one, I think it was just a straight up FPS just in that setting. So yeah, if that's all it is, you can, you're going to have to do better rage too. Yeah. Pl- yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. So that is it for release date and new game announcements. I will also cover headlines because Terrence is not here. Um, so Microsoft has been purposefully elusive on how many, exactly how many Xbox ones that they have sold to this point so far. However, EA, um, might have accidentally let the cat out of the bag at a recent, um, at a recent, uh, where was this that, that he did this? I have no idea where this was. Anyway, oh, apparently in an interview with, uh, Actually, shit, I don't even know. So anyway, Blake Jorgensen, who's the CFO for EA, um, he he was asked a question somewhere uh, about EA's addressable market, which is basically the, the the customers they can sell the game to. And he said that he expected an installation base of 130 million current generation consoles at the end of this year, which will be up from 103 million at the end of 2017. Now, you say, well, how does this inform how many Xboxes have been sold? Well... Sony at the end of 2017 declared that they had sold about 73 and a half million PlayStation 4s by the end of the year. So if you do the math and you take 103 million minus 74 and a half million, then that leaves Microsoft with approximately 29.4 million units sold, aka uh, almost a three to one <laughs> deficit compared to the PlayStation 4. Wow. Goodness gracious, man. I, my, the console wars are much like uh, American politics in that the market seems to overcorrect itself <laughs> from one generation <laughs> to another. <laughs> I was just like, hey, we're team blue. Nope. Now we're all the way red. You know hey, what's funny, though, is that if you look back, if you look back, though, on last generation, this isn't really I wouldn't call it an overcorrection because they if you when you factor in lifetime sales and I know in the US the Xbox one handily outsold the PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. But if you're going on worldwide sales and because we're not an isolationist video game nation, we do look at worldwide sales. Um they they oh, they, they pretty much finished even for the most part. Both mm-hmm. around 75 million by the time it was all said and done. Yeah, yeah, that was under that other administration. Now it's America first. That's right. Very good. Hey, you know, I mean, all I know is while Obama, while Obama was president, Xbox was doing very, very well. <laughs> in fairness, they also did poorly while he was not while he was also president because they came out in 2013 with the, this console generation. Um, Microsoft. Terrence's, Terrence's favorite console is the one endorsed by Donald Trump. <laughs> there you go. The PlayStation is flourishing <laughs> under the Trump regime. And Terrence is directly responsible for it. Um, no comment because you know we all know I love <laughs> I love Team Blue. Um, now Microsoft, for their record, has has said that this number is not accurate, but they also still will not say what the <laughs> what the number actually is. I'm sorry if you're going to come out and say, "Hey, that's not right," you better come back in sales figures. Why do you think is it just in like embarrassment that Microsoft doesn't want to actually release a number? Uh, I think it is. I think it is. And um, that tells me that that number is really, really low. Um, And they don't want to admit that they, you know, 
that this year is just, or this generation is just not their generation. Let me ask you a question. So lifetime sales of, let, let's just say when, when it's all said and done, when we're ready for, you know, P, Xbox two and PlayStation five. Microsoft ends with 50 million units sold, but PlayStation 4 ends up with 110 million units sold. Is the Xbox One still successful, do you think? Would you still consider it a success? Noting that 50 million units still puts it as probably one of the top 10 consoles of all time. I mean, it it all depends on a person's measure of success. Uh, Microsoft will say it's a success. I would not. <laughs> you know what you know what success is for me? Beating your direct competition. That's fair. And I agree with you, by the way. <laughs> um, I would agree that uh that, that is the more accurate measure. I mean, like I said, even yes, it would finish the top ten console all the time, but when you get your ass beat as badly as they're getting beat right now, right. That's not a and, and again, you ha- like Microsoft set themselves up to succeed here. I mean, they they had some very, you know poignant exclusives um they had you know they bought fucking minecraft for christ's sake um you know they they did some they made some moves that you think they'd be more successful their problem is and i I mean we're not going to touch on this later i don't think is they just don't have any fucking first party games is that um is that where like there has to be like a a relative time frame that you can kind of pinpoint where the decline started to go down. Yeah, I can. What's that? TV, 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 probably the point that that happened. Oh, man. We didn't know it at the time. But. Yeah. And I, you know, I kind of, I get what they were going for, right? You want, they wanted the we thing to happen, right? Like, they wanted this this all-in-one media thing and they figured if you have this all-in-one media center then you know what would be the point but like regular ass people don't buy xboxes like they would a wii like somebody could drop 250 on a wii like it's nothing well now's the thing is they spent so much time making that the focus and making that the message out of the gate and they just assumed that relying on halo gears forza um, Titanfall at the time, the first Titanfall, and games like that would be enough to carry their game platform, not realizing that Sony was going to be like fucking balls to the wall when it comes with first party exclusives. And oh, by the way, we're getting shit from Japan that's also top top notch as well. That's right. only on our console. So, and the indie part too. If I, I mean, if I recall correctly, throughout the beginning of the Xbox, they made it. Very difficult for independent developers to develop on their platform because they wanted to lock them down into like these exclusive exclusivity deals where PlayStation was like, yeah, you could be on Steam and us at the same time. We don't give a fuck. Yeah. And they had all the best indies coming out of the gate as well with with few exceptions. But I mean, for the most part, like if you look at just a quantity basis, and I think Microsoft's loosened the reins a little bit since then. But I mean, they 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 set themselves back so far at the beginning of this console generation that they just dug themselves in a hole. It's impossible to get out of. Yeah, and you know we 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 have a lot of fun at Microsoft's expense, but I don't think uh, any of us on this show want to see you know uh, uh, a failure of a of a of a video game manufacturer producer you know all that good stuff. I competition is incredibly healthy, and and it it's just 
it's just very odd. Like last generation seemed like a like a like a slugfest, and this one just seems like like a uh, like a blowout. Yeah. It's just it's just weird to me. And, I, and like I said, I think Microsoft will do better next time. I think they finally oh, now absolutely. understand like what it is they need. Plus, I think they'll be first out of. The, I, I think you'll see a lot of 360 history repeating itself because I think they're going to be the ones that are first out of the gate with a new box. Now, when that happens is a is a tricky maneuver because, like I said, they can't afford to alienate these people that just pop down five hundred dollars on a Xbox One X. Right. But um. But yeah, we'll see. Like I said, it's going to be an interesting, interesting to see what their moves are going forward. I'm actually kind of interested to see their E3 presentation, probably more than any of the other ones this year. Yeah, I expect Sony to kind of coast along. Oh, Sony already detailed what they're going to do. Like they said, hey, we're going to talk about these four games from us. Uh, We're going to have some third-party presentations in the middle. We're going to do our pre-show like we did last year where we talk about the indie stuff, and that's it. Like, they've already, like, gotten out there exactly what it's going to be. I'm sure they'll have a surprise or two, um, you know, that they're not announcing. But Microsoft, again, last year we said it was important because they were rolling out the 1X and they had to bring the big guns. And I remember we did their presentation last year. We did it live. And it was fucking boring. (laughs) And so I think that they need to really show that they that they're bringing something to the table this year, and uh, and it's gonna be interesting to see what that is because uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to it because I kind of I kind of want to see a, a a comeback as it were you know I I, I want to see them I want to see them blow me away and I'm ready for it you know what I mean like I if 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 I will be incredibly disappointed if. If I am not uh, blown away by this thing, by by what they have to to offer, like if they come out and just spout a bunch of corporate nonsense and don't show any, like I'm looking for an exclusive that I have have not even thought of to just come out and and wow me. You know what I mean? Like if you come out and show me Crackdown. Like I'm, I'm gonna be mad. They better not show Crackdown. <laughs> if they spend, if they do a 15 minute demo presentation on Crackdown three, I'm, I, I don't know what I'm gonna say. Right. Like, I don't know I'm what gonna I'm pissed, gonna do, man. <laughs> and uh, yes, I'm looking forward to that, man. E3 is a month away, dude. Yo, I can't. Yeah, it's I a fucking month it, yeah. away. That's crazy. I can't wait to do what we're going to... I I mean, listen, we haven't ironed out any concrete plans as far as what we're doing, but I would imagine similar stuff to what we did last year, and that'll be a really good time, I think. Yeah. Because I thought that went pretty well last year, and I think the listeners liked it, too. So. Yeah. Um, so, in, uh, in, the Over- in Overwatch League news, the Philadelphia Fusion, who are sponsored by Fusion University, uh, ran into a little bit of a pickle. A little bit of a pickle uh, the other day. Uh, in the season one finals, they had to play without jerseys, Micah. You could even say that they needed an attitude adjustment, one yeah. could one could say, because their Fusion University jerseys that they were wearing uh, had a big F-U on the front. And so uh, they were they were banned by <laughs> by the by the Overwatch contenders team. Um because it's it's quote being too hot to handle that that was the quote that was uh that was given there <laughs> so much like john cena when the wwe entered the 
the uh, PG era. They had That's to change their clothes. It's pretty funny. It's it's very funny. And then, you know, especially given that, like, looking at this lineup of incredibly intimidating <laughs> athletes, uh, telling everybody to go F themselves subconsciously. It is, it just, I don't know. Everything about this picture is just amusing to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, look, this is, uh, this is, this is, this is a bunch of old people being, being old. The funny right? thing is, it's not old people that are making this call. Like, this is people <laughs> that are, that are, that are of the generation that they shouldn't fucking care. Right. Like, uh, this is, uh, come on, man. Like, as much as I like to have fun at Philadelphia's expense, like, this is ridiculous. Come on, man. Like, like, they're the initials of their, of their thing, you know? And it's not, it's not that bad. It's not like their logo is a big middle finger. You know what I mean? Like, so their CFO, um, put out a meme on his Twitter that also points out the fact that there's another dude uh, that plays on another team who has a cool Matt 69 Jersey. That's totally okay with the overwatch league. And also McCree in overwatch himself, wears a belt buckle that says Banff on it, which of course stands for badass motherfucker. Oh, I thought it was a big night crawler fan. Oh, <laughs> is, that, is that so? <laughs> <laughs> so they, they pointed out the hypocrisy. Um, Look, I agree. Uh, lighten up, guys. Yeah, it's a fucking on, video game. And, and look, I, I mean, I understand, like, you know, young people are watching and they don't want to make a bad impression for the youngsters, but uh, come on. Like, you're drawing so much attention to it. People wouldn't even, like, like when I look at that, I don't think. Right? I, I know, yes. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I mean, I probably would eventually, but it wouldn't, I wouldn't, like, linger on it or anything like that. So. Right. Like,. Uh, <laughs> All right, yo. <laughs> I mean, maybe if these guys were like, you know, six five two fifty, with a big, you know, f you, like, ugh, like, nah, man, like these guys are, you know, <laughs> these guys are fellow dorks. So there's <laughs> nothing. Yeah, lighten up, guys. So, uh, some potentially distressing news. Um, Retro Studios. A Nintendo developer. It's a beloved studio. They they started the Metroid Prime trilogy, or they did the Metroid Prime trilogy. Uh, they've done the Donkey, the new Donkey Kong Country games, which are excellent as well. They're a beloved studio, and everyone's wondering what's Retro's next game going to be. Are they doing Prime Four? Apparently, they're not doing Prime Four. They, you know, what are they going to be working on? Like uh, something, you know, something or other. Speculation abound. Speculation abound. But if you believe some leaks that were found on Reddit and bastion of accurate news 4chan over the weekend retro's next game might be a star fox racing game what <laughs> a star fox racing star fox racing i mean is it like a a dog fighting racing game or is it like uh apparently think the gameplay think a combination of diddy kong racing combined with f-zero so there'll be some boss fights. There'll be like a hub world that you, you know, drive around in, much like Diddy Kong Racing. And why don't you just do, uh, do F Zero? 
That's a good question. Yeah, yeah, it's in the article. Why don't why don't they just do? I F-Zero? mean, it's I mean, it's not like the Star Fox name carries that much cachet anymore at this point after the <laughs> boondoggle that was Star Fox Zero. So there are what three vehicles in the Star Fox universe: the R-wing, the tank. Can the tank turn into like the chicken thing? The thing uh, I think the R-wing things? turns into the chicken thing. So, all right, well. There are two vehicles, the Landmaster and the R-Wing. <laughs> I guess they'll add more. Maybe, maybe, it'll be, maybe it'll be exactly like Diddy Kong Racing, where every character has their own specific vehicle. This is stupid, and I don't yeah, like it one bit. I gotta tell you. There's apparently, like, a logo that they found, and, I mean, it looks like something that could easily be mocked up. Um, but it's, yeah, I, re- I got, man, I hope this leak is not legit. Are you really gonna fucking have this, like, esteemed Nintendo Studio work on fucking Star Fox Racing. Is that really what Retro is going to get reduced to? God damn. After making, you know, the fucking Metroid Prime trilogy and and these excellent DKC reimaginings. Are they are they they're about to they're about to rare retro. Like they're about to it's about to go the way of of rare uh via Microsoft. You know what I mean? Like Rare used to make these really awesome games, and and now, like, what are they doing? People in the comment section on this article are not uh, not making me happy right now. Someone's like, "Oh, I didn't know I needed this. Now I need that." No, you don't need it again. No, you don't. Again, no, you don't. You tell Nintendo people that something Nintendo is coming out, and they are all about it. I mean, for like, fuck's sake, just make another Diddy Kong Racing if you're going to go this route. <laughs> It'd be better than Star Fox. <laughs> it would. What the fuck is Star Fox at this point anymore? <laughs> when was the last good Star Fox game that came out? Seriously. When was it? Oh, man. Star Fox 2, maybe? Uh, Star Fox 2 is not good, according to the people that were on the SEA. Well, first of all, because it's one level that they published. But oh, uh, if the answer is never... <laughs> I wouldn't fault you for it. Star Fox 64 is a fine game, but I mean, legitimately, what? Why does Star Fox have this like beloved like aura around it? Nostalgia, man. It's, it's but it wasn't that nostalgia. good back then. Right, right, right. <laughs> like I, I just don't understand it. Like I, I, like I, like I played Star Fox sixty four. I played the original Star Fox. I even yeah. played Star Fox Adventures. That game fucking sucked, by the way. But yeah. like I, like I, I, I understand. Like I at least understand. I rail about Sonic the Hedgehog all the time. I at least understand why Sonic has a following. I get it. People didn't have. You know, you just had a Genesis. You had to convince yourself that Sonic was good. Otherwise, you'd feel like a failure. I totally understand why Sonic is is thought of as a good game. I don't understand why Star Fox is like this long, beloved franchise. I just don't get it. The characters really aren't that compelling. Like, I understand that fucking what, Flippy or whatever the fuck the frog's name is. Like, he's cool, all right. Do a barrel roll and all this other bullshit. But for, for reals, like, like, the characters really aren't that great. You know what I mean? Falco's okay, I guess. I like him because he's a fucking asshole. But other than that... Right. Everybody remembers Falco because he's an asshole. Everybody remembers uh, Fox because he's, you know, the game's named after him. I guarantee you, the average person who who plays video games nowadays doesn't know who Peppy Hair and Slippy Toad are. Like, they just don't. Like, 
Pepe, Pepe was the Jim Ross of that group. <laughs> and and Slippy was the one that I don't know why they brought to the to the thing. Because he, he always got in trouble, right? Like, there's a bogey on me. Like, come help me. Please. Like, nah, yo. Nah, I'm not helping. shit to do. It came out, but it came out in that era where mascots were the thing, right? Like, and here you have four of them in a game where, I mean, they did have personality, right? Like, I can kind of see why it has fans because those characters had personality. But the game itself, one, was just a bunch of polygons fighting other polygons, right? Like, and, they're try- and you're trying to make me think that this is just new graphic technology when all the shit looks like it could have been programmed on a TI-85. And, and two, like, I mean, it's an on-rail shooter, yo. Like, can we stop pretending that, like, Star Fox was some, you know, groundbreaking game? Like, it's an on-rail shooter, man. I didn't mean for that rant to get as ranty as it did about Star Wars. I'm glad just, it did. I just you don't understand to, it. I just don't to, get it. You need to let off some steam more often, man. Dude, look, I grew up with fuck. I like I grew up around Star Fox. Like, I, it's just it doesn't. It never fucking computed with me. No bullshit. I was walking back to work from lunch uh, last Thursday, and I saw a dude with a with a Star Fox shirt on. It was a black T-shirt with the red, like, Star Fox logo on it. And I was just like, wow. Like, so, yeah, it's got its fans. But I feel like that game only has any kind of, like, current-day video game cultural relevance because of a line that's in it. (laughs) Because of one line. Sorry, two lines. Two lines. Do a barrel roll and can't let you do that, Star Fox. Yeah, and I I didn't even remember that. I thought that you meant. I thought you were just gonna talk about the new barrel roll. Well, I mean, new, it's new barrel roll, right? I mean, it's it's whatever. It's whatever. All right, Jim. Whatever. <laughs> no one needs this fucking Star Fox Diddy Kong Racing bullshit matchup game. Stop it! Just fucking stop it. <laughs> this better be false. I swear to God. I swear to God. I kind of hope it's true now. I, I really so don't. I would be so angry. What a waste! What a fucking waste of a studio. You're gonna fucking waste retro on this shit. Unbelievable. <laughs> You know what else is a waste, Micah? You know it's a it's a waste when you go to Amazon and you give all your money to Amazon. What a fucking waste! There, there's money that could be going to other podcasts like this one. So all you have to do if you want to give us some of your Amazon money is go to densepixels.com/slash/amazon whenever you buy anything on Amazon.com because you see you'll pay the same price, but you we we take some of that money that goes to Amazon. We're like, why don't you give some of that money over here, Amazon? And that's what happens. We get we and we use it to pay for like hosting fees and equipment stuff like that. Everybody should use it. If you listen to this podcast, I know that like every podcast you listen to is a fucking Amazon affiliate link. Look, I get it. Lots of options out there, but densepixels.com slash Amazon is the best one because we're the best. That's all. That's 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 and it's easy to spell. That's the other again the other big selling point. It's easy to spell. The nerd apocalypse hard to spell. If you're no. Micah's wife. It's like the nerd apocalypse. Like, I don't, I don't know how to even say this. If you can't say it, how can you spell it? You know what's easy to spell? Dense pixels. So densepixels.com slash Amazon. Use it whenever you go to Amazon.com. Give us some of that Amazon cheese. And, uh, and yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, we were talking about uh, wastes of studios. <laughs> 
Uh, Cliffy B, co-founder of Boss Key Productions uh, and major force behind the development of the Gears of War franchise, is stepping back from games to focus on himself and his family. Uh, in a statement posted on Twitter, Blazinski said, after seeing Corey Barlog step away from uh, the God of War franchise to deal with his family and then to come back and have this new God of War and have all the success and all this praise and all this attention being thrown on him, me being the attention whore that I am, want it. So I'm going to do the same thing because that's what we at Boss Key Productions do. <laughs> we see something that someone else does and we do it fucked up. And then we see something else that someone does and we do it fucked up. And we're going to continue to do it. Uh, that is not an angle that I expected you to take with the story. <laughs> but I'm here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. Um, look, man. <sighs> I, I mean, look, I, I'm conflicted here, right? I feel very yeah. bad for all these people that are about to lose their jobs yeah, because absolutely. the studio is closing. That's awful. But at the same time, it's always nice to see arrogant motherfuckers get taken down a peg. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, his statement reads, uh, if I can keep my mouse on the desk, uh, his statement reads, Four years ago, I set out to make a world-class video game studio, and I hired some of the best talent in the video game industry. They worked tirelessly to produce quality products, and while we had our ups and downs, I'd like to think we had fun doing it. Lawbreakers was a great game that unfortunately failed to gain traction. Sorry, continue. And in a last-ditch effort, we scrambled to uh, do our take on the huge Battle Royale genre uh, with Radical Heights, which was well-received, however, too little too late. He goes on basically to say that he's going to take some time off to be with his family, to take care of a sick uh, animal, and uh, to thank everyone who has been working with him. For some, um, for some reason, when you read that statement, and I was hearing the words in my head, there was a filter in my brain that took those words and ran them through a filter, and they came out saying, like, Lawbreakers was a great game that unfortunately failed to gain traction. Not my fault. And in a last-ditch <laughs> effort, we scrambled to take on the great Battle Royale genre, Radical Heights. It was well-received. People loved it, but, but we did it too late. <laughs> but it's important to see that uh, I, I was great, and, and I was a success. It was, it was the industry that failed me. Right, right. <laughs> um, look, I, I'm very sad to see people lose their job. Even, even Cliff Blazinski, uh, you know, if you want to work, you should be able to work. But at the same time, like, you're going to catch these jokes, bro, because um, your contemporaries are killing it. Maybe he can go and, do QA for the next Resident Evil title so he can fix it from within. <laughs> swap those bugs Clifford oh, Cliff, Cliff Defer Plasinski I'd, I'd like to think his name is Cliff, Cliff Defer yeah. <laughs> was, uh, was Radical Heights uh, well received I didn't even know the thing came out no um, so apparently a couple like when, when it so it came out as a early access 
you know, like all the cool kids are doing nowadays, because that's what Bosky does is just take take whatever current trend is rocking it in the game industry and just putting their stamp on it six months too late. So it came out early access, and uh, and IGN for some reason reviewed it like they reviewed this early access game, which. If you're going, if people hemmed and hawed were like, well, IGN shouldn't review it. It's not a complete product. Yeah, but if you're paying money to get access to it, I think it's fair to do a review. Um, they gave it a 5.5, I think, Ooh. out of 10. Mm. And IGN is as mainstream as it gets. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's not, you know, they're, they're not snobs over there. <laughs> like, they will. Mm. Okay. And yeah, you're right. Like, if you put something out there, one, if you pay for it, like, you, did, you, do you have to, mean, did you have to pay for Radical Heights? I don't know if you did or not. Regardless, not yeah, good it, yet. Anything you put out there is is subject to critique and criticism. Um, and yeah, it just I don't know. It just didn't look. It didn't look like it was for me. But uh, I predict. I predict he is. Uh, I think he needs this break. Right. I think he needs this break to kind of. To kind of figure out what the next big thing is going to be like like as much as we uh as much as we poke fun at this guy uh and and it is well deserved and and more um you can't deny some of his work no i think that i think that actually worked against him to an extent i i think i think one of the problems that he had is that he was the driving force behind in this era a revolutionary game series you know what i mean gears of war was a revolutionary series what no matter your feelings on gears of war you can't deny that it had a huge impact on the on the this era of gaming especially um it itself spawned a ton of clones ironically enough you know that we're talking about klipsinski and um and i think it's hard to chase like like when you do that Right. I feel like that you want to continue to chase that success when you work on other projects. So and that can sometimes work to your disadvantage because you're trying to make this the next revolutionary thing when in reality, just make a really good thing doesn't have to be revolutionary. Yeah. Um, and and that's and that's, again, a problem when you're chasing trends, uh, which is what Bosky Studios did. And and when you're late and again, we, we talk I talk about this all the time, at least. It it pays to be the first one to over in a specific genre to be the first success because when you're the first success, you usually receive the most prolonged success. We see it all the time. It's happened in all every fad genre that's happened in video games. That the one that gets there and does it the best first is usually the one that hangs on to it forever. The only exception to that, maybe in the battle royale space, that PUBG doesn't seem to be hanging on to the market share. That Fortnite has wrestled away from them, even though PUBG was the first to make a splash. Fortnite just, you know, came came out from left field and is like, yoink, let me take that football and just fucking run down the field with it, guys. But for the most part, the reason why Lawbreakers didn't work, besides the issues that Lawbreakers had, is because Overwatch is just the game if you're looking for a class-based hero shooter. That's it. So just make a good game. Don't worry about making the next revolutionary game. Right. So right. I, I, I liken uh Cliff Blazinski to uh M. Night Shyamalan. That's a great comparison, actually. That's a that's actually a fantastic comparison. Right. And what this guy needs to do is he needs to do what he's doing right now. He needs to take a break 
He needs to back away from this stuff, get a recharge, and you know, remember remember what brought you remember what brought you to the dance. You know what I mean? Like M. Night Shyamalan came, he had a series of just duds. And he came back with Split, which spoiler alert is is uh uh, a spinoff of one of his better movies. And now he's flying high. And he's just like, whoa, all right, you people like this? We're doing another one. <laughs> like, that's, that's what he needs to do. And uh, you know what? I will look forward to him coming back uh, with something so that I can, out of one side, out of the one side of my mouth, uh, shit on him for being a douche. But then on the other side of my mouth, praise him for having this kick-ass game. And, so. and here's the other thing, too maybe next project you do join up with a existing studio, but maybe you're, you don't have to be the guy, you know what I mean? Like you can just lend your expertise and lend your vision to a studio that is already there and you can create something new with that. You don't have to be the face of the next thing that you do. Right. So there you go. So like I said, sorry to all those lost their jobs, but Cliffy B yeah, I mean, I can't feel sorry. Uh, for you, you know? yeah. <laughs> I just, I just can't. Hope, hope you invest in that gears money wisely, and that'll that'll get you through. <laughs> that'll get you through. So, um, next up, uh, the Nintendo Switch Online service has uh, a few details have come out. One, according to the the official Nintendo Switch Online website, uh, is that save data, cloud backups will be available. Uh, it would let Switch owners save their data for easy access. But as typical of Nintendo, and this is the article that's saying this, as typical of Nintendo, we don't know how the fuck they're going to do it. <laughs> details are details. Well, they, I, I, I ad-libbed that. But they said that details are still unclear. Uh, Nintendo says on its website, details about the feature will be available before the paid service launches in September. If you are looking for those prices, it is $3.99 per month, $7.99 per uh, three months, or $19.99 per year. They also offer a $34.99 family plan in which you can share your Switch Online features across all of the Nintendo accounts in a family. Um, how, do, how does that work? Like, oh, Basically, if you have more than one uh switch in the house no actually i think that you can um i think you can go i it seems like the way it works is you can actually go on to your nintendo account and say hey these other eight nintendo accounts are part of my family so like conceivably i could go on there and be like hey micah you're part of my family so you get to use all the switch online features even though you have a separate switch and a completely separate area i don't think they all have to be under the same roof or not on the same console um that doesn't make sense on nintendo's part <laughs> <laughs> so basically like hey here's a family plan and here's my netflix login basically pretty much yeah i think at least that's what makes it sound like so wow we'll see because okay. like i said it's, it's not it's not system based it's account based right uh, all right Nintendo. Um, so that's not all that they announced, though. Yes, uh, it will. The service will also include access to a selection of classic video games from the NES era as part of the subscription service. 
10 titles were confirmed for the service um, in which Nintendo refers to it as the Nintendo Entertainment System Nintendo Switch Online. Um, The titles are Soccer, Tennis, Donkey Kong, Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, Balloon Fight, Ice Climber, Dr. Mario, The Legend of Zelda, and Super Mario Brothers 3. Nintendo promises 20 NES games will be available when the Switch online service goes live. Um, and they're getting online play in some yeah, fashion. They're getting online play, which includes uh, competitive and co-op or simply controller swapping. So you, you watch Mario play uh, uh, Super Mario Brothers until he dies. And then Luigi, you step in and then it's your turn. Just like it was when we were kids. Yeah. <laughs> what the, how, how the fuck is Legend of Zelda going to have online connectivity? How's that going right. to work? Right. What are you going to do? Like, did they have a scoring system in Zelda? Uh, I don't recall, nor do I recall it mattering if they did. Right. Honestly. Like, so I, I, so I, online I, leaderboards, I guess. Uh, I'm pretty stoked about Dr. Fucking Mario. Uh, I am not. I, I could, uh, the only game I would maybe consider playing maybe once, maybe, is Super Mario Brothers 3. Well, Mario, well, Mario 3 is a given, so. But I, 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 I don't know, man. But, Mike, these are the first 10. There's still 10 more to go that they haven't even announced game? yet. Yeah. I don't know. I just can't, I can't bring myself, I just can't bring myself to play games from 35 years ago. <laughs> On this thing that 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 has you know oh the the rumble is so specific it's like there's ice cubes at the bottom and then you tilt it and the ice cubes fall down into the cup ah, like, <laughs> 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 like I just I, I I don't know man I don't know nostalgia nostalgia is a a, a powerful thing. And but Nintendo is wielding it like a child wielding a lightsaber. You know what I mean? But this also, because they are doing this, they've announced also that they don't plan on doing a formal virtual console for the system at all. So one, one would assume, and we can't make assumptions because it is Nintendo, so we assume at our own peril, but one assumes that they will continue adding games to the service and probably for other consoles, I would imagine as well. So instead of buying these games a la carte, like you had to do on virtual console, conceivably, if you have the Nintendo online service, then you basically get a Netflix style model where you have access to these games in an unlimited fashion. One assumes that's how it's going to work. So the question is, are we getting it? Are oh, the online it? service? Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's, it's $20, it's $20 right. a month. Um, I was listening this morning to, uh, to Jim fucking Sterling's son. Uh, he was actually railing against this and pointing out how it's actually kind of fucked up that they're locking cloud saves behind this. And he did mention the obvious point. Well, Sony and Microsoft do the same thing. Like they lock their cloud saves behind their subscription service. But his point was they, they at least provide you other offline options to back up your save data. Like you can back them up to an external drive or memory card or something of that sort. Whereas Nintendo does not do that. They're basically holding your ability to recover your game saves hostage behind this 
online service. And oh, by the way, I mean, you're going to need the service as well just to play games online as well. Like that's let's let us not forget that aspect of it, too. Um, But that being said, it's only twenty dollars. Like people are like looking at what this entails compared to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. But you have to remember the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One literally costs triple the price of what this service costs. So, I mean, you, I hate to say you get what you pay for, but you get what you pay for. You know what I mean? And the thing that I would be more concerned about is as they add more games to this catalog, let's assume that they do, you know, a, the bucket approach where they just keep adding games and they don't ever take any off of the online service. They just continually add stuff to it. My worry would be that down the road, like a year from now, they'd be like, oh, okay, by the way, it's $30 a year. And then like the next year, it'd be $40 a year and just progressively yeah. tick upwards. That would be the only thing that, um, that I'd be concerned about, but it's kind of hard to be like, it's kind of hard to hem and haw around $20 for a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. $20 a year, uh, is nothing. Um, my thing is, I don't know what I would use it for because I don't really play Mario Kart like that. Um, are you going to play smash though? I, I see. I would play smash. Yeah, I guess I would get it for Smash. And if, you know, if we ever get this baby thing off the ground, I would I would uh let the kid play, you know, the older games since mm-hmm. they seem to be you know, simpler. Now here's um, now here's the big question. There are not the question, but here's the big problem that I I can foresee. What if the online service sucks? It is Nintendo we're talking about here. Not not ever a company who's been a uh market leader when it comes to internet services well didn't they have um weren't you able to play a few games online before like what i i distinctly remember being able to play mario kart online oh of course yeah all, all the games that have online connectivity you've been able to play online for free and it hasn't been poor Right. But I don't think that there's ever been anything on the level of what Smash Brothers is going to be. And I'm imagining this service is going to be releasing coinciding with the launch of that game. Yeah. To get people to buy into it. Well, maybe uh, to, to, because like you said, you get what you pay for. I have a bad feeling that Smash Online might be limited to maybe two characters. Ooh, that would be really poor. That would be I terrible. don't need a repeat of fucking Brawl. And <laughs> someone's going to have to tell me how Super Smash Brothers Online was for the Wii U. Um, yeah. But what I remember in Brawl was spending more time in a pre-match lobby than in the actual match itself and also being limited to one specific game mode. Yeah. Which is un fathomable (laughs) yeah good lord to the point where i said why did you even bother doing this (laughs) because gross um so yeah lots of questions still about this even though they've answered the questions (laughs) there's still lots of other questions to be had but it's nintendo so what do you actually expect quite frankly um speaking of questions we turned to you and we asked you guys what you think about this uh online service that Nintendo has finally detailed and are there any switch owners that are not going to be getting it or do you think it is fair value uh Dustin says 20 bucks is not that bad it's cheaper than a tuggy from Angel Skinner can you explain that joke to me I don't I don't know I cannot okay 
<laughs> Dustin will have to enlighten us. Uh, Cam says that's more than good enough since they are only asking for $20 a year. Also, don't let this question distract you from the fact that All In's website crashed and now I'm salty because I don't get a chance to watch it. Yeah, Johnny sent me, um, for those of you that don't know it All In, Cody Rhodes and uh, the Young Bucks, uh, who are a very successful independent tag team, are trying to uh, promote their own big show in Chicago. And tickets went on sale and sold out very quickly. And apparently, according, like Johnny sent me a picture of the of like a StubHub listing, and the, apparently scalpers bought the lion's share <laughs> because right now you can see them for like a thousand dollars a ticket on there. Now, I mean, I'm sure that'll go down over time, but still, um, yeah, it's the only problem when you're dealing with independent, you know, people like that that aren't really used to doing that sort of thing is sometimes logistics fly by the wayside. I mean, the Young Bucks are amazing, but I ain't paying no kind of... Well, and that's the thing. Like, the majority of the card has not been announced yet. Um, They did announce Rey Mysterio is going to be there, of all (laughs) things. So we'll see. Uh, Carrie says, it's less than two bucks a month when you buy it for the full year. Anyone who complains can catch these hands. She also says, I also like how everyone's assuming they won't add SNES games onward. Given they're adding online capabilities to these old-ass games, I'm assuming more recent games are on the way eventually as well. Carrie, like I said, assume nothing when it comes to Nintendo, because as Justin said uh, in when we posted this in our fan group earlier this week, how is Nintendo going to fuck this up? And I think that's a very valid question, because Nintendo, though they've done better, and though I am a true blue Sorry, true red Nintendo fan now <laughs> still has not earned the benefit of the doubt quite yet. I don't think when it comes to online services. Yeah, I agree. You can't uh, give someone the benefit of the doubt when they have nothing to compare it to. Essentially. Well, I mean, no, because we can look at Nintendo's past with online and be like, oh, and, and again, we're still required. Uh, one thing that we did not mention is that you're st- if you want to do voice chat, you're still required to use the dumb shit Nintendo yep. smartphone app. By the I, way. I completely forgot about that. I've completely forgot about that. Wow. I mean, not that I talk to people anyway, but it's just the principalities of it. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're Nintendo, how are you not just making, like, signing some sort of agreement with Discord? seriously yeah, why wouldn't you why would it take takes all of the hard work off of your plate and says you know what we don't even need to worry about this we don't need to think of a dumb fuck solution to this discord and do your thing <laughs> but meanwhile nintendo japan's probably like what is discord i have no idea they're, they're taking the literal meaning of the word discord <laughs> no we're we're fine everything's fine over here Trey says, $20 ain't bad, but that NES lineup is horror bad. Give me the damn virtual console already and include everything from the NES to the Wii. Yeah, why do they insist on putting ice climbers on every fucking virtual? Nobody likes that game. They're trying to make it happen, man. <sighs> make it happen. <sighs> I've never played ice climbers. Ice climbers sucks. You never <laughs> need to play ice climbers. Put it, how about that? Ice climbers <laughs> sucks ass. No one needs to play it. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> Uh, Johnny says it's fine because 20 bucks uh, plus I can play some fun games from 1985 to 1990. Speaking of 1990, do you guys remember when RoboCop showed up in WCW? They cover that on Time Limit Draw on the next episode when they review Capital Combat 1990. Um, I got to tell you, Mike, when I look back on some of these uh, early 90s WCW shenanigans, it really is amazing they didn't fold as a company sooner than they did. 
Yo, I know every wrestling fan that's around our age has like a hard on for 90s wrestling. Yo, if you go back and look at some of that stuff, it ain't good, man. <laughs> also, WWF should be ashamed that they allowed WCW to claw into and, and to le- take the lead at some point during the 90s because, I mean, they literally had like RoboCop Yo. as a major like com- proponent of storyline. It was, it's just a, it's just a bunch of nonsense throughout the nineties, man. I just, I I hate wrestling fans. I hate them. (laughs) Uh, Reginald says the price for online access alone proves that they are not able to keep up with the competition. $20 is the most Nintendo could charge because they're still offering only NES games for free when they have Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, GameCube, Wii, and Wii U. Damn. I can also play some Pokemon Red and Blue at least. Um, Leonardo says, I think the pricing is great and will totally be on board or I will be after I'm done paying for DC universe as for long as that sweet, sweet young justice season three is on there. Leonardo, why are you paying for DC universe still (laughs) good gravy? I thought DC universe was free to play. Uh, it is. I mean, you can pay for premium stuff that they put in the game, but oh, they have premium, like, like a premium service. I think they also have like premium expansion content as well. That comes out. Uh, it's amazing. I I, I'm, I'm amazed that game's still around. Honestly, I wanted to try it because it's still around, but I, I, I got that. I played that for three hours seven years ago, and I'll never <laughs> play it again. Because, like, I got to like a quest where it's like, oh, you got to beat up, you got to break these five fans, and I'm just like, what? And like, yeah. like you go around this area, and like. If you don't, apparently, if you didn't land like the final blow and the fan, you didn't get credit for it. And everyone was in the area was like beating up these fans, and I could never finish one off. I'm like, this is stupid. People play MMOs. This is. Yeah, I was about dumb. to say that sounds like an MMO. Man. Yeah, well, it certainly was. <laughs> this is fucking dumb. Never again. Never again. Uh, Amir says nope and nope to our two questions. So I guess Amir's not going to be getting the online service for the Switch. Uh, Aaron says 20 bucks a year. That's in line. What I'd pay for DC streaming services. So sure. Now do me like a certain co-host and buy me one so I can play it since it's Nintendo and like DC haven't had my trust in over 10 years. <laughs> Is $20 what they're talking about for that DC streaming service a year? No, nah, we were, we were speculating on what, you know, what we think it would be versus what we would be willing to pay. Uh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, nobody really wants to pay too much. That's fair. I mean, I, I, I don't blame, I don't blame them. Like uh, $20 is like the, uh, up on the high end. Like people were like, one guy said that he would pay with a jar of piss. That's <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's <laughs> pretty extreme. Um, Oh, we, I just, we forgot to put the Final Fantasy story on there. We'll talk about that when we're done with this. Uh, Jake says, make it 30 and give the SNES catalog lineup and maybe I'll buy into this boondoggle console. Hashtag Wii U. Never forget. Again, I don't blame. I can't blame you for having that, uh, for having that outlook. I get it. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm says, boy, 20 bucks. They better have Turtles in Time available. But nah, I'm still not getting a Switch. Now that I don't agree. The Switch, is, the Switch has been excellent so far. Yeah. I've been fine Switch with console. Uh, Mark says the problem I have with $20 is that you get what you pay for. Sure. It is the cheapest subscription, but are they going to add anything substantial like SNES after a year or so? Or are they going to have a pro tier for $40, the eShop access, or are they going to have an elite pro tier for $60 where you can download all your eShop games that you had on your Wii and Wii U? 
I mean, I'm going to get it anyways. I'm just worried that they won't want more of my money now. Hmm. Uh, Ricky says, yeah, I'd pay that. No, I'm not buying another system for it, though. Because Ricky's still <laughs> too busy with Destiny. Uh, Randy says, 20 bucks is what I'd be willing to pay for Nintendo's online service. They're not providing themselves like Microsoft and Xbox have. Uh, only multiplayer game I know Nintendo has is Splatoon and Mario Kart. Well, like I said, there'll be more later, like Smash Brothers and stuff like that. Uh, Jim says, 20 bucks ain't bad. I really would like to see a virtual console. Let's see what Terrence has to say. And Terrence's re- reaction would be, what? <laughs> uh, I wasn't listening. Uh, huh? What? I wouldn't pay attention. You're talking about Nintendo. Probably so. about that, yes. I, don't really I don't know. So... And uh, Rashawn says, I'm just here to say fuck Nintendo like always. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> you too, Rashawn. You have a wonderful day as well. Um, so that's question of the week. Thank you guys for responding. Uh, yeah, we're going to, I mean, we're still great on time right now. So we're going to slide this in under the wire. Apparently, the Final Fantasy VII remake is not slated to come out until, what was it, 2023? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I believe, <laughs> I believe, I believe the exact date was February 30th, 2023. Hold your breath. Oh, my God. How? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I saw that story that Rashawn posted, and I'm like, yo. Are you serious? And then I look at some of the comments, and one of the comments is like, "Well, that's fine if it doesn't have to be episodic." And yo, <laughs> yo, come on, yo! Oh like, my I god! Love, I love games too, man. I love games too. Five years from now, if, I, if they release it in twenty twenty three, that would be the twenty sixth anniversary of Final Fantasy seven. Jesus that year. Christ, man. Again, this is just a rumor, but it's but because it's square, it's also the most believable rumor of all time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and only one other Final Fantasy game will come out in the interim. <laughs> that's just how they roll. Oh no. So apparently the guy that posted the transcript um says that the timeline estimate was made in jest. So he said. I don't choose to believe that. I choose to believe that they were being dead fucking serious. Because that's that. I mean, because again, it's fucking square. It's fucking. How many? What are the odds that at some point in the development of Kingdom Hearts three, they were just like, we have to get this game out like now before it becomes actually a running joke? And I wouldn't be shocked if they pulled every motherfucker from the Final Fantasy VII remake team just to finish working on Kingdom Hearts. I wouldn't be surprised if that Final Fantasy VII remake was not in active development right now as we spoke. Yeah. I, um, in our, in our Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash dense pixels fans, dense pixels.com slash fans, dense pixels.com slash fans. Amir, uh, who is a, a very funny individual posted a, uh, an image of cloud with the pointer pointing to his head. Uh, like that roll safe meme. And it says, the caption says, nobody will complain about a bad remake if you never release it. It's true. It's true. Wow. Goddamn funny. <laughs> so let's, let's dig into this briefly. 
I I understand why people are desperate for a Final Fantasy remake, Final Fantasy VII remake. But at the same time, why are people so desperate for a Final Fantasy VII remake? Especially when you can hop on your PlayStation 4 right now and buy that game. Did people really, like, watch Advent Children? And we're like, I have to see Final Fantasy VII redone with these, you know, this image quality, basically, and these character models. I think so. I think so. Like, uh, I mean, because what else could it be, right? Like, everyone everyone's loves, you know, nostalgic video games and all that shit. Like, go back and play it. It's available. Go back and On play it. On every platform. On literally, every platform. Literally on every platform. You got a phone? You can play it on your phone. God damn it. I just, See, this is why we fucking... Again, not that we hate Final Fantasy. This is why we rag on it all the time. That game, revolutionary as it is, is not worth this much fucking hand-wringing and, and, you know, and clamor. It just isn't. It just isn't. <laughs> I, I mean, I, 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 Cloud sucks, guys. He really does. He really sucks as a protagonist. I mean, he really does. He sucks at his job. His memories aren't even his own. Like, play the game again. Play the game again. He doesn't have his own thoughts. Like you people. Like you <laughs> sheeple. Want this game to come out again. God damn it. Why are we... Uh, and like this isn't like this isn't like a Final Fantasy VI versus Final Fantasy VII argument like we normally have, right? Like I've resigned to the fact that while it is the better choice, the 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 masses pick the wrong choice to 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 be to be their favorite Final Fantasy, right? Much much like paralleling uh, uh, this country, you pick the <laughs> wrong fucking choice. <laughs> Because, but, 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 all right, whatever, because you saw it on TV once and you have fond memories of it. All right, whatever, right? Whatever. But to, to be like up in arms about wanting this game to, to come out again, just so you can look at it in three dimensions. I, 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 I don't get it. Somebody and, please explain. And here's me. the thing. Here's, here's the, here's the dirty secret that you're not realizing. If this happens and I'm saying if. If this game ever comes out, it's going to be disappointing. Yeah, I man. can promise you that it's not going to be what you thought it's going to be because one, it's not—it's either not going to play the same way. It won't or, play the same way. They've already confirmed that. Yo, then you, please, you—you you people are going to be in for a world of heartache when they when they make it play like Final Fantasy thirteen. You people are gonna you people are gonna shit bricks, and you're gonna be like, "Wow, I re- why didn't they just make it like the last one?" You know why they didn't make it like the last one? Because you can still buy the last one. It's available right now. All right, yeah. you too can have the nigga that flies the ship <laughs> in your party. Apparently, the news today too is that they got Uematsu back to do the music, if, assuming he lives to see the completion of this game. I would love for him to just be like, yeah, I just redid the music and just give them a CD of the old soundtrack. 
just like I mean he get, all he needs to do is take the old soundtrack and just re-record it with a full orchestra. Yeah, that's it. The soundtrack's great. Sorry, I, I, I neglected to mention that. Final Fantasy VII, excellent soundtrack. Ah, absolutely, excellent soundtrack. Absolutely, One Winged Angel is perfect for all of your. You know, if you if you're doing some dastardly shit and you need Latin chanted in the background, go ahead and pick up. Go ahead and start playing One Winged Angel. One Winged Angel's really overrated. Yes, it is. Look, look, you and I, you and I, we're right here. We're right here. I mean, they have they have the best boss battle music in the entire Final Fantasy series. One could argue in seven. I dig the boss battle theme. Look, it's fine. Nothing's gonna top. Uh, de- Look, I like those who fight further. I like it fine. Um, nothing's gonna top dancing mad. Dancing mad. Well, that's that's a final maybe. boss theme. That's 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 different. And yes, you were right because for some reason Oimatsu is like, I'm just gonna write a fucking four movement symphony for this. <laughs> Why not? Here's my penis. Check it out. So, but yeah, one way angel incredibly overrated. Much like it, 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 you could even say it is a microcosm of the Final Fantasy VII experience. <laughs> a great song, but rated far too highly by the people who love it compared to its contemporaries at the time. I think that's enough Final Fantasy VII slander. Well, actually, it's not slander because it's true. I think that's enough Final Fantasy VII discussion uh, for one day. You guys are never getting your remake. Sorry, You're not, not sorry. You're not. Um, feel free to yell at Micah. Make sure you tag him in all your posts at deadspixels.com slash fans. It's uh, look, it. <laughs> look, you can do that all you want. <laughs> I will tell you, I will tell you what my father told me one time. He asked to borrow money. And and my father is square is taking the Michael Payne approach uh regarding the release of this game. As long as I owe you, you'll never go broke. <laughs> As as long as they keep promising this game, you you'll always have something to hope for. <laughs> oh my God! Sound advice from your father. Um, <laughs> leave us a five star review on iTunes. Again, if you want to slander Micah specifically, Micah in a five star review. If you leave five stars, we'll read it on the air. So slander him however you want to. It's fine. Hell, I'll read it. That's right, he will too, <laughs> with a smile on his face. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Dense Pixels. Subscribe to the show. We're also on Twitch TV. Uh, we have a main channel on Dense Pixels. I am also Dense Pixels. Brad on Twitch. Terrence is Apparition 410. Micah is Dense Black Nerd. And Carrie is Something's Carrie. Follow all of us, even though we rarely stream anything. Still, still worth having on there. Uh, that is it. Uh, Micah survived. We're happy to see that. Uh, we had a fun episode. I enjoyed the impromptu Final Fantasy VII discussion. I wasn't sure what this episode was going to bring this week, but it, it was a, it was a damn good time. Damn good. Damn good. Right, we'll catch y'all next time. See ya.